have uh, something I want to share with you this morning. Currently, we are at, um, let's see, 52% has been pledged. Uh, how much is coming in? Remind me. 30 what? 37% is actually coming in at the, as of the end of January. Uh, 52% has been pledged. They've already, some of these churches have already told me in advance, we voted for you, but it's not going to start until February. Or some have said it'll start in the next, you know, uh, few months. So 52% has been pledged. Y'all please pray for us. Uh, Brother Maskey, he went on deputation many years ago. He told me that it took him three years of deputation. Uh, he said it's probably not going to take you that long because, you know, things have changed. Deputation's different now than what it used to be. Uh, I, I'm just going to be transparent with you. I'm 41 years of age. I have no desire whatsoever to spend the next two plus years of my life in addition to the nine months we've already spent trying to raise support to go back. Uh, we were there. We didn't want to leave. Uh, my children didn't want to leave. Um, <laughs> a quick story. Um, I, we had just, uh, keep in mind, my daughter just turned three a uh, few weeks, uh, the day that we left. We were in Nigeria for about two or three weeks. We were sitting on the Masties, uh, um, uh couch she was snuggled up on me like, you know, like, like three-year-old girls do. And I just playing around with her. I said, Karina, are you daddy's girl? And she looked at me and said, I'm Justin's girl. Justin is the Maskey's 17-year-old son. Uh, so I had to watch him from that day forward. But uh, she, they, they didn't want to go. And you can't really explain to them visas, support, blah, blah, blah. We were there. Uh, we know what we're getting into, uh, for more or less, and we want to go back as soon as we possibly could. So, uh, Acts chapter number one, I'm going to have a word of prayer and I get right into this. Heavenly Father, we love you. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. This is a missions-minded church, and uh, that does a uh, t- few things for me. Number one, it tells me that the people are receptive to the message that is going to be preached, and I want to thank you for that, and I pray that uh, you would use me in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Amen. Acts chapter one, uh, verse number one, I'll read to uh, verse number eight. Uh, The Bible says, The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus uh, began both to do and teach. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, I want you to notice that, forty days, in speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he saith, uh, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which uh, the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So at this point, God himself has already come down from heaven. Uh, Obviously, was born of a virgin, uh, lived 33 years, um, had a ministry, what we would call um, the ministry of Jesus Christ here on earth, for three years. And during those three years, he invested a lot of time into the lives of 12 people. He tried to reach everybody he could, but he specifically trained 12 people. And, uh, okay, he's come back, and uh, he, the Bible teaches that he's with these people, uh, the people, these 12, but also the people that he invested the most time with while he was on earth, and he's trying to train them a little bit more. And the Bible doesn't teach us everything that he taught. In, in, 40, day, in 40 days, you could, he could go through a lot. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of curious what all he went over during those 40 days. 
But the Bible doesn't tell us a lot about that. But it chooses to tell us one specific thing. Verse 8, the Bible says, But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Uh, if you're an English major or, or anything of this uh, nature, uh, you'll notice that ye is a second person plural pronoun. And, uh, you know, there's critics of personal soul winning nowadays. And I find that very disturbing because they'll say, well, you know what? Uh, that was for the apostles. Well, I got news for you. All the apostles are dead. You know, John lived a, a good while, but like he's dead. You're telling me that nobody is supposed to go soul winning anymore. So, well, no, no, that not, that, that's not true. Uh, that's why we pay the pastor. It's his job. Uh, he's supposed to go soul winning. That, that's a part of his job. Uh, you know what? I've got three quick uh, responses to that. The Bible says, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, I don't believe for a moment that God expected uh, this group of people uh, at this time with this limited technology to go out to everywhere in the entire world and preach the gospel. And another time, uh, you know, it, it doesn't sync with the rest of the Bible. Okay, you reach them and um, uh, then that's it. And that doesn't sync with what the rest of the Bible teaches. And the Bible also says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. You can't do that without teaching them to reach other people. So it's a logical uh, infeasibility. Uh, the Bible says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Well, let me ask you, do you have the Holy Ghost inside you? There's numerous verses in the Bible that indicate this, but I'll just read uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20. I've got it right here. Uh, for the sake of time, the Bible says, What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Um, you know, if you have the Holy Spirit inside you, this is a command for you. God's not telling the lost people to reach the world. He's telling anybody that's one of his children that, look, it is your responsibility to see people saved. And uh, another time Jesus gave this commandment, you see, um, growing up, my dad, if uh, he would go to work, he worked 12 hour shifts and uh, he'd leave us <laughs> at the house by ourselves. Um, but uh, he would tell us, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. this I want you to do this. And it was very common. He didn't tell us he did this, but we learned real quick that whatever was most important to him, he saved for last. And he'd say, do this, do this, do this. But whatever you do, make sure you do this. Like, you know, make sure you Change the thermostat. Make sure you take the dog out or something of that nature. And Jesus, he said many things, but before uh, he went, he made this very clear because he said this numerous times. Uh, he said this multiple times to multiple in multiple places and multiple ways to multiple people. So it was very important to him. Another time he gave the same commandment, just worded a little bit differently. He said, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Uh, even unto the end of the world. You know, I uh, taught about uh, this morning about uh, how it looks like we're living in the days of Noah and that Jesus tries to come back at any time. But you know what? The end is not here yet. Uh, so if the end is not here yet, that teaches me that this is still a commandment that's going on today. So if this is a commandment given to every single one of us, something is interesting here about uh, this verse. Uh, let me illustrate it like this. Uh, I want you to do me a favor, okay? If you I want you to raise your hands if you have both of your shoes on. Just raise a hand if you have both of your shoes on. Okay, that's most of everybody. Okay, put your hands down. 
Now, raise your hand if, you, if uh, both of your socks match, if both of them match. Well, that's everybody. Usually, there's like a, if they have junior hires in here, there's usually one <laughs> that won't raise their hand. Okay. Now, if you have uh, physical limitations, you know, don't feel pressured at all. I, I don't want you to feel that way. But if, uh, if you can, raise both your hands. Please raise both your hands. Okay. Somebody tell me. Uh, don't have to raise your hands because you, they're already up. Uh, somebody tell me, how many is both? How many is both? Two. Okay. Now, uh, you know what? After COVID, I got, um, I don't know, and this was years ago, I don't know, like my brain doesn't really work the same way, it seems like, and I can't think of the right word for stuff. I maybe had the same problem beforehand, but I just don't remember it. And my wife, you know, we've been together uh, and spend time together. She'll understand what I'm saying, but probably not many other people would. Uh, so we'll be, in the, we'll be somewhere, and she's, she'll ask me a question like, uh, where did you put the water bottle? And I'd say, it's in the, um, the big white cold box. And she's a godly wife. She won't make me feel stupid or anything of that nature. She said, uh, you mean the fridge? Yeah, yeah, the fridge. It's in the fridge. How many of you understand God is not like that? Okay. God didn't put a word here that he just said, well, no, let me just put both. The Bible says, but ye shall receive power after the, that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall, be, ye shall be witnesses unto me. Both, meaning two, in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, why would he use the word both, which means two, and then list four different places? Okay. Well, I believe that the Bible is teaching here is because we are all commanded to be a witness for God, to go sowing where we are and where we're not. And the thing is, if you read it in context, if you study grammar and all this other stuff, you know, you, you realize that it means at the same time. Now, how is that even possible? Yeah. You know what? Um, I understand that, uh, you know, being in the city that a lot of independent Baptists, they don't necessarily live in the city that uh, the church is in. Um, you know, I went to First Baptist Church of Hammond, but uh, I did live in Hammond for a while, but I also lived in Merrillville. Uh, so what the Bible is teaching is you're supposed to reach the people where you're at. So if you don't live in the city, whatever city, whatever neighborhood that you have, you're supposed to reach those people. And it starts even smaller than that, you know, reaching your family. Um, uh, I usually go into this a little bit more in uh, the Sunday school lesson, but uh, Noah, you know, he had three sons and uh, he, made, he made sure they all got on the ark. And that's one of the reasons I believe that uh, God used him because he took his responsibility as a dad seriously. And, uh, you know, during the holidays, you know, you have a, 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 an opportunity to witness to family members that you might not see for a while. But God commands you to reach the place where you're at. Uh, but you know what? I'm not in Nigeria right now. I was in Nigeria from January 27 to April 27 of last year. I'm not there right now. I'm not in Ghana. I'm not in Turkey. I'm not in Mexico, Kenya, Bolivia, Myanmar. But I'm telling you right now that there are people that are there right now that are reaching people because I helped them get there, because I gave. And uh, the Bible teaches that I get part of the rewards for that. And I encourage you, I want you to give to, I want you to give to missions, but don't just say, you know, um, uh, I would say, I'll use the word easy. One of the easiest things that we can do for missions is give. You want to know why a lot of missionaries just don't make it? A lot of them don't even make it to the field uh, on deputation. Deputation can be rough. Uh, and if they're there, 
uh, depending on what country they're at and what the circumstances are, they might not stay there for very long. Do you, you, you want to know? Well, uh, it's difficult. Uh, I tell you, Pastor, you know, just being on deputation has really caused me to have a deep-rooted uh, uh, appreciation for my pastor. And, uh, you know, I, I, I respected him so much before, but so much more now. Uh, the fact that he has this giant target on him. And uh, he has been so faithful, and he's one of the most humble men I've ever met. And, uh, you know, I've seen that, you know, ever since we made this decision uh, to follow God's will, that it has not been easy. You know what helps? Uh, the fact that I know that all across this country that there are people praying for us. Now, praying uh, doesn't cost anything necessarily financially. It'll cost you some time. Uh, that's something that uh, I would encourage all of you to do for missions, uh, and especially so much for your pastor. Uh, your pastor, uh, because he's given to missions, and just, just the fact that he believes the Bible accurately, and he's a pastor, he's got a target on his back. Satan would really uh, very much love to bring him down. And the fact that he is uh, helping get the gospel throughout the whole world by preaching and teaching about missions accurately uh, is an even bigger target. So please continue to pray for your pastor. But I don't want you to uh, just, just go sowing. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want you to just... Uh, see, the thing is, we've been in some churches, and I'm very grateful for every church that we've been in, but I've noticed that some churches, they have a, a strong push about, okay, Let's put money in the offering plate. Uh, let's get these missionaries out. But there's only a small handful that will show up for a, a Saturday bus visitation or soul winning. On the other hand, there's some that there, there's a lot that they'll be doing local soul winning, but they don't give very much to missions uh, compared to like how large of a, a congregation they have. The Bible teaches that we're supposed to do both. And, uh, you know, listen, God might be calling some of you at some point in your life uh, to leave your Jerusalem and go to Samaria or to the uttermost part of the earth. Now, uh, my pastor, uh, uh, John Wilkerson of uh, First Baptist Church of Hammond, Indiana, uh, he, he would say this, you know, it's a large church, and he would say, you know what, if, if everybody here is still sitting where you are right now, five years from now, those chances are some of you are going to be out of the will of God. Uh, it is very rare for God to call somebody to one place for life. Uh, God uh, has a tendency to move people places. And if God, if you feel like God is calling you to do something else, then, of course, you need to pray about it, talk to your pastor about it. He knows you. Uh, he's been praying for you. He can give you direction about, you know, just don't do it right away. I'm so glad that I went to my pastor. Uh, originally, when God said it's time, um, I was going to, um, you know, we, we had uh, two rental properties. Uh, and before you think I'm rich, not rich at all, uh, you could buy a house with 3% down. Um, and uh, we were giving a lot to missions, so we didn't have a lot. We didn't, that's the reason we had to sell a house is because we didn't have any savings to really finance anything. Um, but I took what money I had and I bought rental properties. I was a property manager for a property management company, so it was something I knew. And uh, I told Pastor, Pastor, I want to sell all three of my houses. I want to move to Nigeria. And he wisely counseled me and said, you know what? I'm all for this, but I think it would be so much better if you could just, just sell one of them. Just find whichever one you have the most um, uh, equity in, you know, sell that one and, and, and just you know, live off that. And I didn't know this, but as we were talking, as he was counseling me, I had an email uh, on my phone that uh, I checked the timestamp. It happened right as he said that, uh, that uh, I had a full price offer for you know, uh, one of our houses. So. Uh, 
you know, if I would have just not listened to his counsel, I would have gone a completely different direction. Uh, having two rental properties uh, that has helped to supplement income as we're traveling on deputation. So by all means, if God calls you, don't, just don't, you know, you know, we kind of went, you know, full speed ahead as soon as we possibly could because I want to get there as soon as possible, but I did talk to my pastor. You, you heard uh, the testimony there about uh, Nigeria, 225 million souls projected to double its population, lowest life expectancy. You know, we can do some things. You know, we can, we, can, um, we can eat different. We can live in a nicer house. We can live in a safer area. We can't do anything about the pollution that's there. Uh, it has air pollution in Port Harcourt, especially in the south of Port Harcourt. We can't really do. So we're going to be affected by that. I know that. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it's not like being a missionary to Mexico or anything of that nature where you, uh, you might go there and think, oh, yeah, the food's good. We couldn't get behind the food. Uh, it's dangerous. There's kidnappings and, and all kinds of different things. As a, an American missionary, just be honest, being white, you stand out. Uh, you become a target. Why would you go there? Why would you leave a nice job and go to this place where you're a target, where it's dangerous? Why would you go there and like, you know, finance it yourselves? Why, why didn't you just you know, do things differently and have somebody else pay for it? Why, why would you do this? Because why would you take your pregnant wife? Why are you going back with four children? Because everything I just said about Nigeria is true, and there's a help. Uh, Bolivia is the highest and most isolated country in South America. They have the highest elevated capital with uh, 11,740 feet above sea level. Uh, they have the highest population of indigenous people in the world at 55%. It is estimated that over 8 million people have died in its oldest silver mine over the last 500 years, but they are so desperate they keep going back. Uh, just imagine this. Try to just not look. Try to look past that statistic and try to. Put your mindset in the eyes of a person this effect. Uh, your, maybe your dad died in this mine. You have an uncle that died in this mine. And you try to find other stuff, but you can't. And your mom comes to you and says, look, you're going to have to go too. Even though you know people that have died there, you go there as well because there's not many other options. Keep this in mind. They have a constitutional freedom of religion. But 77% of that country is Catholic because not enough independent Baptists have sent missionaries there. Now, why are the Donahoes going to Bolivia? Because there's a hell. And everything I just said is true. Kenya, they have a uh, problem with baby traffic. Uh, gang members, they'll either buy, sell, or they'll ransom children. Uh, the average Kenyan, uh, at the time that I uh, researched this, they'll make $1,246 a year. But they're willing to risk their lives kidnapping a child because you can sell a child depending on their race, their gender, their tribe, uh, for anywhere between two and three thousand dollars. So why is Autumn Larson? Why is she going to Kenya? Because there's a hell. There's a hell. Uh, as India has an estimated one million street children, just no place to stay, just in the streets. In 2001, 72 percent of England identified as Christian. Uh, maybe it's because of, you know, I'm 41, but to me, 2001 doesn't seem that long ago. 72% identified as Christian. Now it's down to 47%. Uh, Namibia is a country of 2.5 million people, and I've reached out to FBMI and BIMI, and as far as both of those mission boards are aware, and as far as I've been able to find online, there's only one independent Baptist missionary there. I've met him. 
He is 70 years of age. He's in America right now trying to get somebody to go because he's in poor health. He's built to work there, but he doesn't have anybody to like hand it off to. You know, after World War II, Douglas MacArthur, he, he pleaded for missionaries to come to Japan, and only a small handful of gospel-preaching missionaries went. Uh, Lesotho is 2.2 uh, million people and over twice the amount of suicides per capita than the next highest country. Uh, Myanmar is the most generous country in the world. You know, in America we give, but in Myanmar, 91% of Myanmar residents uh, give money to charity. 62% have helped a stranger and 55% have volunteered. I don't think uh, like over half of the population of America has volunteered for much of anything. Uh, Eddie Errol is in Thailand and uh, he has a very unique situation here. Uh, in Nigeria, the, um, um, the, the stools are open. Especially if you're an American. If you're a white American and you say, I would like to come and preach the gospel to your, in your school, they will let you in. Try that in America. Uh, and it's not like, okay, you can come in, but don't mention the name of Jesus. Don't mention anything. Just be general. Talk about God. Talk about love. And uh, no, They say you'll just let it rip. They, you can do the same thing in Thailand. And in Thailand, it has gone so far as the presidential guard, basically, they're, I'm sorry, the king's guard, uh, the equivalent, the closest equivalent would be the Secret Service here in the United States. The King's Guard has told him, if you want to go to these schools, we will have uh, some soldiers to protect you while you go to these schools. And the Philippines has the largest population density anywhere in the world. In Manila, the Philippines, uh, they have 119,600 people per square mile in that one city. And the Filipino people love Americans. They're very receptive to the gospel. I, I reached out to BIMI and FBMI. And I was told by BI, uh, uh, Brother Masty has been with uh, uh, BIMI for over 30 years. And uh, I reached out to their mission board. And I was told that a BIMI has, uh, their average age of a BIMI missionary is 52. And they have 249 missionaries that are over the age of 60. Uh, 31%, so about like one out of every three BIMI missionary is 60 and over. Uh, FBMI is not much better at all at 19% of their missionaries being 60 and over. Let me ask you this. Who's going to take their place? Uh, who's going to take their place? You know, the world, if the world is reached for the gospel, it's, he's not going to be coming to people in Wrigley Field or Soldier Field. He's going to be coming to people in independent Baptist churches that give to missions, like what y'all are doing. And you say, well, I, this is my situation. Again, you know, pray about it. Do whatever it is God wants you to do. Uh, in America, we have a very unique opportunity where uh, I, I was just uh, at uh, the commissioning service at First Baptist Church of Hammond. There's a man there that uh, he, he was uh, from the Philippines originally. He came to the United States, and he's worked many years. He's now getting his retirement package, and he's going to the Philippines. And he doesn't really have to raise very much support because it's uh, you don't need much to live there and his social security and otherwise is being able to supplement his income. You know, if, if that's something that you feel like God might be leading you to, then you know, by all means pray about it, talk to your pastor. But listen, the world needs the gospel. Yeah. Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Look, God will take volunteers. Amen. And if you look at it, I, I believe it's 41%. During World War II, 41% were volunteers of the American soldiers. Uh, Jesus, now listen, I want to end with this. I have a few things I want to mention about this. 
Bible, uh, Jesus told Peter into the ministry, and at some point in his life, he said, you know, I go fishing. What he's meant is that I'm going back to my old way of life. He was a fisherman before he started following Jesus. And, uh, you know, Jesus, of course, was crucified. He didn't understand what was going on. And he said, you know, I'm going back to my old way of life. And he was a leader. People followed him. The Bible says, and I'll just read this uh, for the sake of time. The Bible says in John 21, 15 through 17, so when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Uh, many of you may have heard this before, but uh, there's more than one Greek word for love uh, in here. Uh, there's the agape love, the deep abiding love, like for God to love the world, how that God loves us. And there's a phileo type of love, like, you know, you're my friend. And when they were going back and forth, uh, Jesus was saying, you know, Peter, do you have a deep abiding love for me? The way I love you? And Peter said, you know, I, I phileo you, you know. And uh, how hurtful it is, and I've had this happen in my life, to, to love somebody and say, well, you know what, I like you as a friend. Right. And that what was going back and forth the first two times. The third time. Jesus looked at him and said, Peter, am I just your friend? Do you just play with me? And Peter just broke down. And he knew, Jesus knew what was in his heart, but he wanted Peter to realize what was in his heart. But um, what I find interesting here is the word feed is different as well. Um, okay, the difference between a sheep and a lamb is just age. A lamb is uh, just a young sheep. So when he says, feed my lambs, it's the Greek word bosco, and it means to graze, so it means to literally to feed them, okay? And then he says, uh, feed my sheep, it's the word pomeo, and it uh, means to tend as though a shepherd, so to, to feed figuratively, you know, to watch over them like a shepherd does, very much like what a pastor does. And then he says the third time, feed my sheep, he uses the word bosco again to literally mean feed them. So uh, I don't know why Jesus chose Peter, out of all the disciples and, and all the apostles, out of everybody, he chose Peter to be a leader of leaders. And I don't know why. And uh, he chose him to be a leader of leaders and to spiritually feed the young, uh, young Christians, young converts. But he did. And listen, it doesn't matter if I understand it or not. God knows what he's doing. And there might not be anybody that understands why are you doing what you're doing. All you have to know is, does, did, did God call you? And today, Jesus asked the same question, do you love me? Am I just your friend, or do you have a deep, abiding love for me, and are you willing to do what he wants you to do? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please?